Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Ra Egyptian, a clean skincare line blending ancient ingredients with modern techniques. Stick around at the end of the show to learn how you can get 10% off any order and enjoy the beauties of the Nile Valley. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the History of Egypt podcast. This is a mini-episode, a short break from our regular narrative to explore a side topic that is interesting or curious from Egyptian history. Today, we are exploring an ancient Egyptian fairy tale, commonly called the Story of the Doomed Prince. This was a story composed at some point during the New Kingdom. It is most likely of the 18th dynasty, but the surviving papyrus, which is the only copy, comes from a later date. It's possible it was composed sometime around the reign of Akhenaten, or slightly later. This is because it is written in the late Egyptian style, which became popular or prominent around this period. So the story may have been composed, or at least written down, around 1350 BCE, approximately. The story of the doomed prince is similar in some respects to the famous tale of Sinue, particularly in the fact that it involves an Egyptian travelling abroad to the Near East in order to escape some doom or threat of which he is afraid. Where it differs is in its motivations. While Sinue flees from Egypt, afraid of punishment in the wake of a pharaoh's assassination, the doomed prince leaves Egypt voluntarily, exploring the world, trying to enjoy his life before the doom that is promised falls upon him. The story wrestles with concepts of fate, and the extent to which a person's life is preordained from their birth. The prince himself is supposedly fated to death by one of three means, and the story is built around his attempts to a. escape those fates, b. enjoy his life as best he can, and c the means by which he can find accommodation with the supernatural beings who are determining the end of his life. It is not a long tale, and as you will see, it ends rather abruptly, but it is an interesting meditation on Egyptian conceptions of predestination, and how they perceived the role of destiny or fate within their own lives. Perhaps the story was meant to provide comfort to the listener, a sense that they still had some control over their lives. Or perhaps it was a simple fairy tale, a story of humans and gods interacting in the most fantastical ways. Whatever the moral is intended to be, the tale of the doomed prince is a fascinating example of Egyptian storytelling, and one well worth our attention. That's enough introduction. Now, let me tell you a story.
It is said that once upon a time there was a king to whom no son had been born. His majesty begged a son for himself from the gods of his domain, and they decreed that one should be born to him. That night he slept with his wife, and she became pregnant. When she had completed the months of childbearing, a son was born. Then the seven Hathors came to determine a fate for the new prince. They said, He will die through a crocodile, or a snake, or a dog. When the people who were with the child heard this, they reported it to his majesty. As a result, his majesty's heart became very sad. He had a house of stone built for the prince upon the desert, supplied with people and with every good thing of the palace, and the child was not allowed to go outdoors. Now, when the boy had grown, he went up to his roof, and he saw a dog following a man who was walking on the road. He said to his servant who was beside him, What is that thing that is walking behind the man who is coming along the road? The servant told him, That is a dog. The boy said to him, Have one like it brought to me. Then the servant went and reported this to his majesty. His majesty said, Bring him a little puppy, so that his heart will not grieve. They brought him a little puppy. Now, when many days had passed, and the boy was fully grown in all of his body, he sent a message to his father, saying, To what purpose is my sitting here? I am committed to fate. Let me go, so that I may act according to my heart, at least until the god does what is in his heart. Then a chariot was harnessed for him, equipped with all sorts of weapons, and a servant was given to him as an attendant. The prince was ferried over to the eastern shore of the Nile, and he was told, Go, wherever you wish. His dog was with him. The prince went northward across the desert, following his heart and living on the best of all the desert game. Eventually, the prince reached the land of Naharin. Now the prince of Naharin had no children except for one daughter. For her, a house had been built whose window was seventy cubits away from the ground. The prince of Naharin had sent for all the sons of all the princes around and told them, he who reaches the window of my daughter, his wife she shall be. Princes came from all around and attempted to reach the daughter's window. Now, when many days had passed and they were at their daily pursuit, the Egyptian prince passed by him. They took the prince to their house, they washed him, they gave food to his team of horses. They did everything for the prince, they anointed him, they bandaged his feet, and they gave food to his attendant. They said to him, by way of conversation, Good youth, whence have you come? The prince replied to them, falsely, hiding his identity. He said, I am the son of an officer of the land of Egypt. My mother died, my father took another wife as a stepmother. But she came to hate me, and I went away, fleeing from her. They believed him, and they embraced him and kissed him on all of his body. Now, when many days had passed, the prince said to these other princes, What is it that you are doing here? They said, For three months now we have been here, trying to leap, for he who reaches the window of the daughter of the prince of Naharin will get her as his wife. The Egyptian said to them, If only my feet did not hurt, I would go leaping with you. 
the foreign princes went leaping in their daily manner, while the Egyptian stood at a distance watching, and the gaze of the daughter of the prince of Naharin fell upon him. When many days had passed, the Egyptian prince came to leap with the sons of the princes. He leaped, he reached the window of the daughter of the prince of Naharin. She kissed him, she embraced him on all of his body. He went to inform her father, and told the prince of Naharin, One man has reached the window of your daughter. The prince questioned him, saying, Which prince's son has done this? The Egyptian said to him, It is the son of an officer who came fleeing from Egypt, fleeing from his stepmother. Believing this, the prince of Naharin became exceedingly angry. He said, Am I to give my daughter to a fugitive from Egypt? Make him go away. The foreign princes went and told the Egyptian, Go back where you came from. But the daughter held his hand, and she swore by the god, saying, As Rehorakti lives, if he is taken from me, I shall not eat, I shall not drink, I shall die right away. A messenger went and reported to her father every word that the daughter of Naharin had said. And her father sent men to kill the Egyptian prince on the spot. But the daughter said once again, As Ray lives, if they slay him, when the sun sets, I shall be dead. I will not live an hour longer than he. They went to tell this to her father. Then her father had the Egyptian prince brought before him, together with his daughter. And when the youth stood before him, his dignity impressed the prince of Naharin. The elder embraced the youth, and he kissed him on all of his body, and he said to him, Tell me about yourself, for you are now my son. The prince replied, I am the son of an officer of the land of Egypt. My mother died, my father took another wife. She came to hate me, and I left fleeing from her. Then the prince of Naharin gave him his daughter as wife. He gave the prince of Egypt a house and fields as well as cattle and all sorts of good things. Now, when many days had passed, the youth said to his wife, I am given over to three fates. The crocodile, the snake, or the dog are destined to kill me. She replied to him, Well, have the dog that follows you killed. And he said to her, What foolishness! I will not let my dog be killed, one whom I raised when it was a puppy. So the daughter began to watch her husband very much, and she did not let him go out alone. Now on the day when the youth had left Egypt in his wandering, the crocodile, his fate, had followed him. The crocodile came to be opposite him in the village in which the youth was living, and it dwelled within the lake. But there was a demon within the crocodile. The demon did not let the crocodile come out of the water, nor did the crocodile let the demon come out to stroll about. As soon as the sun rose, the demon and the crocodile stood and fought each other every day for three months. When more days had passed, the youth sat down to a holiday in his house. When night came, he lay down on his bed, and sleep overwhelmed his body. Then, his wife filled a bowl with wine and another bowl with beer. By her doing this, a snake came out of its hole to bite the youth, but the wife was sitting beside him and not sleeping. She placed the bowls of beer and wine before the snake, and it drank. It became drunk, and it lay down on its back. 
Then the woman hacked it to pieces with her axe. Doing this, she woke her husband, and she said to him, Look, your God has given one of your fates into your hand. Surely he will protect you from the others as well. The Egyptian prince made an offering to Re, praising him and extolling his might every day. When many more days had passed, the youth went out for a pleasure stroll on his estate. The wife did not go out with him, but his dog was following him. Then his dog began to speak, and it said, I am your fate. The prince was frightened, and he ran before the dog. He reached the lake, he descended into the water in flight. Then the crocodile seized him and carried him off to where the demon was waiting. But the demon was gone. The crocodile said to the youth, I am also your fate, one that has come after you. But for three months now I have been fighting with the demon. Look, I shall release you. If my enemy returns to fight, then you can help me kill this demon. And so it was that the next day the demon came and returned. Incredibly, the story ends there, on a cliffhanger. It doesn't end intentionally. The papyrus on which it is preserved is damaged and breaks off at this point. Because it has the nature of a fairy tale, we can assume that it ended happily. Perhaps the prince and the crocodile were able to defeat the demon, and the dog may have waited loyally until the prince was an old man before finally taking him off to his fate. Fortunately, the prophecy which the seven Hathors had made that he would die by crocodile, snake, or dog was appropriately vague and did not specify the time in which it would occur. So it's quite likely the doomed prince was not so doomed after all. Eventually, he may have lived a happy and full life, and quite possibly returned to Egypt to take up his throne as the king. Unfortunately, for now, we do not know the ending. But I like to think that the prince was happy ever after, along with his wife, and that their marriage unified the kingdoms of Naharin, or Matani, with the land of the Nile. The tale shares a number of motifs which you can find in fairy stories more generally. There is a nice prophecy when the child is born, and there are talking animals and a case of secret identity which is revealed at just the right moment. There is a princess in a tower whom the protagonist must reach by a feat of great endurance and skill. Some classic elements, which we might know so well we don't even think about them, show up more than 3,000 years ago. Simple proof that the stories we take for granted have an exceptionally long history. Thanks for sticking around. This episode was brought to you by Ra Egyptian, a clean skincare line formulated with ingredients from ancient Egypt. Ra Egyptian uses the same nourishing ingredients that we find in ancient Egyptian records, and combines them with modern cosmetology and Egyptological research. It's clean, effective, and luxurious, with moisturizers like Desert Date Oil Serum, face wash like the Milk and Honey Foaming Cleanser, and the Moringa Cleansing Oil plus BHA. 
Ra Egyptian uses ancient texts which speak of the plants, oils, fruits, and spices used in temple rituals, daily routines, and even spells. Ingredients are ethically sourced from the country of origin and combined with modern techniques to produce top quality skincare with an ancient flavor. I've started using Ra Egyptian myself, and I have to say, the products are pretty spectacular. My skin is often quite dry, and I have to use a heavy moisturizer. Ra Egyptian's Desert Date Oil seems to have solved that problem, and my skin is looking better than it ever has. If you're a fan of this podcast, you can get 10% off any purchase. Simply visit ra-egyptian.com and use the code EGYPTPODCAST at checkout. This will give you 10% off any order. International shipping is available, and it's well worth your time. That's ra-egyptian.com. Checkout code EGYPTPODCAST. Thank you. Hi everyone, this is Scott. If you want to learn about the world's oldest civilizations, find out how they were rediscovered. Follow the story of Mark Antony and Cleopatra's descendants over ten generations, or take a deep dive into the Iron Age or the Hellenistic Era, then check out the Ancient World Podcast. Available on all podcasting platforms, or go to ancientworldpodcast.com. That's the Ancient World Podcast.